The following podcast is an Embassy Row production. Hi guys, it's Lo. Welcome to a brand new episode of I Love Wellness. Today on the show, an amazing woman, Elisa Vidi. Welcome. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having me here. Of course. So to our listeners, Elisa is a women's hormone and functional nutrition expert, and she's a pioneer in female biohacking. So get ready for a very interesting episode. Uh, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, I'm thrilled to be here, Lauren. Thanks for inviting me. Of course. So you have a best-selling book, Woman Code, and you have a new book that's called In the Flow. But tell me, what does it mean to be a women's hormone and functional nutrition expert and pioneer in female biohacking? (laughs) Maybe just tell me what biohacking is. So, I mean, I think biohacking means a lot of different things to a lot of different people, but from the vantage point of women, um, I think we need to be biohacking in a way that is very specific to our biology and our hormonal biology, especially. Mm-hmm. And the challenge, of course, is that we're, we don't know enough about how our hormones work. And so we're doing a lot of things that we think are in our best interest with biohacking yeah. or with wellness in general. And as I outline in this new book, In the Flow, it's actually really working against our health goals, which, you know, is a frustrating piece of revelation for people. Yeah. And I read, is, is that because most of what is out there for biohacking is actually just better suited for the male body? And it's like not particularly developed for women's bodies. Like women are basically just taking on the methods that work for men. That's a really great way to think about it. I also would say it goes a little layer deeper in the sense that women are actively being left out of medical fitness and nutrition research. So that means not just biohacking, but like literally anything that you are reading about, oh, this is the optimal diet or this is the optimal workout. And these are the results that the studies show you can achieve if you use this. Those studies have been done on men and sometimes postmenopausal women, but for women in their reproductive years, often a little bit of research that, that I have been able to uncover for all of us um, is showing that they're, they create the opposite effect. So like you're doing that HIIT workout every day, thinking it's going to cause you to lose weight. And at the end of the month, you're thinking to yourself, why hasn't that happened? Yeah. Well, there's a reason. And the other key piece that women need to know about, which, and again, this book is the first book to write about it, is the infradian rhythm. So Mm. everybody has a circadian rhythm, but women in their reproductive years from your first bleed to your last has this second biological rhythm and it's called the infradian rhythm. And just like we used to think the circadian rhythm only governed that sleep-wake cycle. And then Mm -hmm. subsequent research has really helped us understand that it does so much more and has so many more implications. For example, your circadian rhythm uh, controls the timing of when your blood pressure is more elevated, when it's lower, when you have more active bowels, when you have less active bowels, right? And the timing of that's important. Your infradian rhythm, we could easily just say, oh, it's just, you know, you experience that over the course of your monthly cycle and it just has to do with your period. But the fact of the matter is it has to do with so much more. It affects six key systems of our body, our brain, 
our metabolism, our microbiome, our stress response system, our immune system, and our reproductive system, which includes our period, our fertility, and our sex drive. So yeah. this is really important. We're being left out of research, and we don't know about this second biological rhythm that governs really the quality of how we experience our health and our lives. And we're doing things that are optimizing male hormonal biological rhythms, which by the way, follow that circadian rhythm and interrupt our infradian rhythm and then make all these other systems of our body less optimal. So if you're somebody who is like, I've tried everything, I'm so dedicated, I have all the willpower and you still feel the brain fog and you still have the weight issues and your skin is still problematic and your period is having challenges and your sex drive is not what you want it to be, etc. and your energy and your moods are not where you want them to be. Again, it's likely this issue that there is uh, something that you're doing that's really disrupting that infradian rhythm and causing so much challenge. Wow, that's so interesting. I had never heard of the infradian rhythm before. And as a woman who owns a women's wellness business, I'm glad I know about it now. <laughs> well, like I said, In the Flow is the first book to, to really talk about it. So it's okay that you haven't heard about it before because it's new. Um, but it's something that we all need to know just as we know about the circadian rhythm. Like, oh yeah, I'm wearing my blue light blocking glasses to try to take care of my circadian rhythm, right? We know that it's become the norm in the wellness culture. Yeah. Um, we really need to normalize the conversation around how the infrading rhythm impacts us because everything that you do that you're saying, oh, I need to maintain the same diet every day, the same calorie level every day, the same workout intensity every day, the same productivity schedule every day, that actually doesn't line up with how your biochemistry is working. You have four changes throughout the month, four different hormonal patterns that affect your brain in different ways. Your metabolism speeds up and slows down at a very predictable set of timing. So the book also introduces this concept called the cycle syncing method, which is the method I created in order for you to really align your self-care practices with this particular pattern, these four particular patterns within the infradian rhythm so that you can eat the right calories in the right phases, do the right workout intensities at the right time to maximize lean muscle gain and fat storage utilization. Or if you need to lose weight, that's part of that as well. And also to take advantage of how these hormonal ratios are affecting your brain chemistry so you can be more productive with less stress month over month. And so those are the three fundamental pillars of the cycle syncing method, your food, your fitness, and your time management, all in alignment with this infradian cycle. And it's really remarkable once you start living in the flow, right? Everything You are more in that peak flow state in every area of your health and your life. And it's just so much easier than we've been led to believe simply because we've been led to believe that we're smaller versions of men. And so whatever's working for them should work for us, which clearly has not been working as we now have statistics like almost 50% of women are struggling with hormone issues really speaks so clearly to how not, how really truly these adapting what's working for guys is not working for us. Yeah. Interesting. And I have a, like a personal question that came to mind when you were just talking about this. So I've had, you know, really bad PMS for the past few years to the degree that, you know, doctors have classified it as PMDD. Like my anxiety becomes just overwhelming for a few days. I feel it in all aspects of my life, in my body, emotionally, all the things, you know what I mean? That's when I feel like very unwell. Um, and so you know, I've always wondered about why, why, why some women 
really suffer and why some women suffer less when they're kind of in that like PMS moment leading up to their period. And do you think based on your research and what you have learned that there's potentially a connection to like lifestyle choices that's causing this outsized reaction to what is typically normal? Absolutely. In fact, a couple of years ago, there was a groundbreaking study that came out that the New York Times reported on, um, which showed that just by changing to including and incorporating two food items in a woman's diet um, consistently, which were legumes and oily fish, you know, omega-3 rich fish like salmon, if she incorporated those two to three times per week in her diet, that she could actually delay the onset of menopause by up to three years. Wow. And that's important because what we're talking about is what you're eating has a direct effect on how your hormones perform and how quickly you age or how severe your symptoms are going to be. So when we back that into, um, you know, your PMS, PMS is the uh, hormonal imbalance that is created when there's more estrogen and not enough progesterone. PMDD mm -hmm. is slightly different and it has to do with um, estrogen and progesterone sensitivity in brain receptors and with GABA. And from what you're describing, um, it doesn't really sound like PMDD, but we're not going to do a whole diagnosis of you here. But you know, what I will say is anxiety is a really common side effect of this imbalance between estrogen and progesterone because progesterone, and as I explain in the book, has this very calming and focusing effect when it is at adequate levels in circulating in your brain chemistry. When you don't have enough, and you're coupling that with not eating the right amount of calories, because by the way, in the luteal phase, which is the phase that you're talking about with PMS, the luteal phase requires you to be eating 279 more calories per day. So if wow. you haven't modulated, this is documented study, if you don't modulate your caloric intake once you cross over ov ovulation, now we're talking about destabilized blood sugar, which is going to really intensify your experience of symptoms around PMS. Plus, you're going to have increase in cortisol production from that insulin irregularity, which is going to then create a situation where you're not making enough progesterone and that's going to intensify your symptoms around anxiety or whatever your symptoms are. So the solution is not to say you're deficient in some sort of neurotransmitter and you need some sort of, you know, stress management medication. The solution is to back up and look at how this is all connected and say, gee, I'm not caring for my infradian cycle as a whole. And the symptoms I'm feeling today in this phase have roots in whether I did the right thing at the right time in each phase of my cycle before I got here, because that's how the cycle works. It's not each phase is isolated. It's that they all work, they build on each other, right? Um, yeah. So for, you know, and, and so important that we learn to connect the dots for ourselves as women and to get the correct information about how our hormones work so that we can actually interact with them correctly. Because what we're doing instead is we're literally walking around without a roadmap and then we're just throwing spaghetti at the wall and hoping that the things that we're trying that are within the wellness or biohacking suggestion, you know, vertical will help us. And they don't because they're not taking our specific needs into account. That's really interesting. Talk to me a little bit about um, sort of the proof points behind your method and kind of how you came up with it. I'm, I'm curious, just as my first question 
about the infradian rhythm, like who discovered this? Is it documented or is it something that a community just thinks exists? No, no, this is, um, this is from a vertical within biology called chronobiology. Cool. And so chronobiology looks at the study of biological rhythms. There are many. Um, we, the one that's the most well-known is the circadian rhythm, but we also have, and so circadian rhythms refer to biological rhythms that you experience in the course of 24 hours. There are also ultradian rhythms that are rhythms that occur, you know, with less than 24 hours. And then this infradian rhythm is the term that's given to cycles that uh, occur for longer than a day. And okay. one of them has to do with our reproductive cycle. So, you know, it's, it's something that, again, has been a known quantity, but there hasn't been any research really directed in that way because it's um, female specific perhaps, or there's just this institutionalized gender bias in research that leaves women out. And there's mm -hmm. also this idea that women's hormonal patterns are too complex to study, um, which then really limits what uh, kind of treatment options we have when things go, uh, you know, so let's say hormonally chaotic for so many of us. And yeah. So, yeah, that's, it's all predicated on actual, the science of what's actually happening in our bodies and what these hormonal patterns are and really looking at and building on the wonderful research that pioneering people have been doing like Dr. Catherine Woolley in 1996 at Northwestern University really monitored and was able to observe that the brain chemistry for a woman changes by 25% over mm -hmm. the course of her month, which yeah. means that you have I mean, access. I'm not surprised by that. I feel that. So I right. shouldn't say, wow. I'm like, yeah, that's totally accurate. That's <laughs> right. It's, so here's the, that's what's so important about this is that these are things that you feel and experience, but because there has been no um, vocabulary, no, no clear cut education on this, you don't uh, accept it as true for yourself. Right? right, you're like, oh no, I shouldn't feel this way, or I shouldn't feel like I'm changing, I shouldn't feel hungrier, I shouldn't feel different, I should be the same, because what you're being messaged with is all this language about the circadian rhythm, the 24-hour pattern, that even, for example, I'm sure you've been interviewed, people ask you, like, what's your optimal schedule for the day, right? When people ask me that question, I say, well, it depends on which phase I'm in right? Mm. And my pattern of self-care will modulate based on what's happening. There are some days where I need to eat less calories, some days where I have to eat more, some days where I have to do workouts more intensively earlier in the day, some where I have to do more focus on slow strength training later in the day. Um, mm. Some days where I have to wake up, I can wake up earlier, other days where I have to wake up a little later, just depending on my resting cortisol patterns. So I'm doing for myself best practices according to my biochemistry. And by the way, this is what men do and have been doing for millennia. They've been cycle syncing, so to speak, with their own hormonal biochemical pattern, again, which follows that 24-hour circadian rhythm, which is why when you hear about, you know, all the productivity conversations, power mornings for yeah. men, they make all this testosterone while they're sleeping. So it really behooves them to wake up at 5 or 6 a.m. to do a workout, to build that lean muscle and then to do deep work. And then after lunch from, you know, from basically noon to about 5 PM to do more social facing things as their testosterone and cortisol levels wane to move into happy hour networking events, and then to go home into the man cave 
and be asleep by 10 o'clock. And that every day is like Groundhog Day, rinse and repeat, same, same pattern each and every day, same calories at the same time every day, same workout intensity at the same time, same productivity schedule, the same. That's their pattern. They're so basic. <laughs> but I mean, listen, they are who they are and we are who we are. The problem is that we have been operating as if that's our pattern. Sure. They don't understand that we're different. <laughs> They're not going to believe us either. Most likely. <laughs> well, that's what's so great about science is it doesn't have to be just about opinions. It can really just be about, well, this is actually what's happening. So, you know, then it's really up to each individual person to decide, do you want to biohack um, under the premise that you have male hormonal biological rhythms, or do you want to biohack under the premise that you have female hormonal biological rhythms and that's your personal choice, but you're going to get better results if you align with the rhythm that you have, obviously, as we can see from, you know, how many men do you know walk around with hormonal problems, right? It's a very small percentage because they, the game is set up in their favor. The game of diet, fitness, and time management is organized around that biological rhythm and, and ours, we're not set up for that same success. So we have to take matters into our own hands and use best practices that the guys have really led the way in showing us really work, which is cycle syncing with your biological rhythm. This is the coolest conversation I've had in a very long time. <laughs> I, I am so glad. <laughs> better buy your book. <laughs> I was just texting Rizzy, our publicist. I was like, get everyone on the team a book. <laughs> Actually, I mean, I will say I'm very... Um, it's important that, you know, in a corporate culture, for example, where this is a big problem for women and a lot of women feel so, so left out of corporate culture or have find it so difficult to interact with it that they leave, right? You know, this is a big problem. Yeah. Women leave the workforce all the time. There's Harvard studies about, you know, this issue that women are leaving. They don't feel included. One of the things I do is I go into corporate teams, mixed gender teams, and I teach about how to make the workplace more biologically, rhythmically inclusive, right? So we're talking about, we all need to be aware that there's a circadian rhythm at play with productivity and an infradian rhythm, and that's gonna affect different genders in different ways, but we should have a workplace culture that's inclusive as opposed to default setting to this very gender biased way of running the world, which is only on the circadian clock, which really benefits only half of the population, you know, the ones that have the functioning hormonal testicle testosterone kind of thing, right? So we want to make the workplace more inclusive and just giving some people some basic information about this is so helpful. And it's interesting too, because my react always, I women I think are afraid of the reaction men will have. Men totally get this concept again because mm -hmm. they've been doing it for millennia they're like hello Never. this is the recipe we know this recipe works for us we've been waiting to see what the formula looks like for you and go run with it so then it's just really so simple to start really including this mm -hmm. in the workplace and by the way it does not include you walking around saying oh i'm in my ovulation phase or oh i'm in my luteal phase it does not that is not the step forward because men do not walk around saying oh i'm in my peak testosterone phase i'm going to go do my deep work now they don't make that announcement they just manage their self-care and their time management for themselves and then they set healthy boundaries about what they say yes or no to based on what's optimal for them and that's exactly what you'll do right you're going to start to manage your self-care and your time management based on what's optimal for you and set healthy boundaries about what you say yes or no to 
in with for whatever is going to work best for you. And then we'll all just naturally be feeling more in our peak state of flow, health-wise and creativity-wise. Very excited to email you in about one month and tell you about mine, Brady. Good, good. <laughs> we have a whole program for women to help them really, um, you know, adopt an infradian lifestyle in a circadian world because we appreciate oh, that that's, that's a little challenging. So that's called Flow 28. And okay, you cool. can look that up on cyclethinkingmembership.com. And that's basically a way for you to get recipes and uh, grocery lists and meal plans and workout videos all tailored to which phase of the cycle you're in. So you don't have to really figure this out. It's all, it's goof proofed for yeah. you. Um, and you can also um, understand more about which phase of the cycle you're in and what you what you need to understand about its gifts and advantages um, in the MyFlow app. And that's at myflowtracker.com. It's the only uh, cycle syncing app that you'll be able to find. Oh my God, I'm so excited for something that's goof proof because I'm too busy to like have to go out and hack this all together on my own. Yeah, <laughs> like well, and I, like I, when I started Love Wellness, so I'm happy that there's just something that exists now that's like, here, do this. Yeah, here, do this and at this time, exactly. <laughs> and I think that's a challenge too, that we as women feel like there isn't enough healthcare that really speaks to our needs that we do feel like the only option we have is to like take huge amounts of time out of our own lives to do all this research, to try to reinvent the wheel. There's no transmission. Yeah. To be, yeah. And I think that what we deserve as women is an upgrade in the way that our healthcare is being provided to us. That is much more inclusive and integrative where you're working with your doctor, your gynecologist, and with a company like Flow Living, who's helping you just learn the language of your hormones and what you need to do with food and lifestyle to help them every day so that every annual exam with your doctor is a really good one, a really positive one where you can say, yes, all my labs are showing that my hormones are functioning healthy and optimally, and I feel, I feel good with my symptom load and things are moving in the right direction. I mean, that's, that's what we deserve, not, you know, feeling like we go and we get not enough visibility into what's wrong with us and then not enough support tools to actually resolve our issues. And so, yes, Flow Living, the company I created, is on a mission to really make women's hormonal health care easy, affordable, and goof-proof. Like you can just plug and get what you need um, yeah. when you need it. That's amazing. I love that. I want to ask you about a, a trend, a trend that I participate in that maybe you have an opinion on. Uh, talk to me about intermittent fasting. Oh, I'm so glad you asked that. So, so here's, and again, it's all in the book. Um, intermittent fasting has been well documented and researched on men and postmenopausal women and all the benefits that come with it from um, increased cellular health and longevity and cognitive uh, enhancement and insulin uh, you know, receptivity in the cell and all of those things, lowering of inflammation, all of those benefits exist if you're male and you are postmenopausal female. Mm. In your reproductive years, if you do intermittent fasting the way that it is being described in this sort of, you know, well-known way of longer stretches of time, you have to actually create the extreme opposite of what the results are showing for the males and the postmenopausal women. So you worsen insulin sensitivity, 
you can increase inflammation in the body, you can slow down the metabolism, you can cause a decrease in cognitive performance, and you can do things like shrink your ovaries and disrupt your thyroid. So the only safe intermittent fast for women is between the hours of, or it's a 12 hour fast between dinner and breakfast, right? So you can 12 hour fast, you're in t- and you should, all your reproductive years. Once you're postmenopausal, go go to town with intermittent fasting because that will absolutely yield the appropriate uh, benefits that you want. But you don't want to do that um, while you're in your reproductive years with an active infradian rhythm. Wow. Okay. There's so much to learn from you. I love it. Um, Okay. I think we're running out of time. So I just have two more questions for you. And then I want you to share again with everybody where they can find your app, your book, all of that stuff. So I ask these questions to all of the guests on the show. The first question is, what is your secret ritual? This is something that you do that makes you feel happy or helps you unwind, but you do it in secret, in private. In secret? (laughs) I feel like I have no secrecy anymore because I have a five-year-old daughter who's like around (laughs) me all the time. (laughs) But let's see. I mean, it's not very secret, but yes, every night when I get into bed, I have a cup of tea with me. I am a tea connoisseur. I collect different types of herbal teas, obviously caffeine-free. Um, and so it just depends on, you know, where I am in my cycle, which tea I'm having. And uh, yeah, totally, totally love my tea ritual. It is, it is like the line of demarcation. The day is done. I'm in bed with the tea, ready to shut my brain down and wind down for the night. I love that. That's a really good one. I used to be a big tea drinker, but I, I kind of haven't in the past few years. And I keep thinking, I need to start drinking tea again. So maybe this will inspire me. For sure. um, okay, the other question that I have is, what is one thing that you do now that you wish that you had learned earlier? I assume I know the answer. I mean, yeah, I wish that I had known <laughs> uh, about this in freighting rhythm, you know, when I was nine and 11 and gearing up to starting my whole menstrual journey because I, my uh, pubescent years were wrought with massive hormonal dysfunction and lack of a cycle and all sorts of issues that were um, related to a, a much later diagnosis of PCOS. So yeah, it would have been great to have had the information that I have put together uh, now. But at the same time, um, you know, those experiences were, and the the, my personal experience of having a hormonal problem, but also my experience of feeling like I didn't have the adequate tools and support to really help myself get well easily really made me um, very attuned to the suffering that all of us as women experience with our hormones and, and still to this day, as challenging as it is, as you can imagine, to be in the women's health space um, fuels my my fervent desire to create some change to to create a positive platform where women can come and get that information and have their hand held and to realize that they're not the only one and to see a step-by-step path of how they go from hormonal chaos and get back into hormonal flow so even though i wish i had known it then um it, it certainly has been part of my bigger journey That's very fascinating. Um, So to all of uh, our lovely listeners, where can they find you, your book, your app, your website? Give Give us the rundown. 
So if you're having any sort of hormonal issues with your period, you know, you can come to flowliving.com and access any of our tools or coaches um, to help you with that piece of your journey to learn about what you might do naturally to help yourself. Um, if you want to uh, download the app, you can go to myflowtracker.com. And again, that's the one with the circle, not the feather. And uh, if you want to get the book, you can get that wherever books are sold, but please do go to intheflowbook.com and download a whole bunch of free gifts with your purchase that really help you start to understand the infrading rhythm and things about how to change your skincare based on where you are in your cycle and all sorts of fun freebies there. And um, if you wanna follow us on social, you can at uh, Flow Living and at alisa.vd. And um, if you're ready to join us, uh, living in infradian life in a circadian world, you can do that at cyclesyncingmembership.com. I love this. All right. Thank you so much to my guest, Elisa. This is I Love Wellness. Please don't forget to subscribe, share, rate, and review the podcast, of course. It would mean so much to me and everybody on the Wellness well, Love Wellness team. We really appreciate it. And thanks again, Elisa. Thanks, Lauren.